surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. What here supposes up, Buzzy? The surf, Duke. Welcome back to Surf Kings of Gotham. Same bat time, same bat, wherever the hell you hear this. So today we're looking at episode four, The Penguins of Jinx. This one originally aired January 20th, 1966. And the Wikipedia one-sentence summary for the episode three and four was the penguin plots to manipulate Batman into inadvertently devising capers for him. And does he ever. And as you may have noticed by the sound of my voice, those who pay close attention to such things, this is our obligatory One of Us is Sick episode. A very important milestone in a podcast's growth cycle. It really is. It really is. So um, this episode opens up. Uh, Bruce Wayne is tied down to a moving conveyor belt, which is harder, I imagine, than, than you'd think to tie, to tie a net down to a conveyor belt and then have you know have that work that's uh that's tricky leave, to do on account of conveyor belts are moving and leave plenty of wiggle room for the person who's on the conveyor belt like Bruce is pretty comfortable under there he has a lot of room, room to move maneuver right and he's woken up by the heat because his shoes start to like smoke smoke and smolder a little bit as he gets close to uh his demise here in the forging oven yeah, I really wonder what the hell they were doing with a conveyor belt in a 10,000 degree furnace in an in, in a umbrella factory. But I don't know how umbrellas are made, so maybe they smelt them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but even then, uh, I looked it up last time. It was part of our last episode. Uh, the chrome magnesium alloy that they said that that umbrella uh, was made out of melts at a much lower temperature than 10,000 degrees. There you go. Do you think that, that Lorenzo Simple, who wrote this episode, didn't know that? didn't care or it was meant to be a joke i think it was probably meant to be a joke i mean that's a ten thousand degrees let's make it yeah make it make it hotter because really like it could be 500 degrees and that's still gonna kill him right it, exactly. uh, you know let's go over the top though because you really want to to crank up the peril raise the stakes by making it ten thousand degrees exactly exactly ten thousand is a nice number so yeah, we spend a good, oh, several minutes just slowly watching Bruce roll towards the furnace while Robin sits in the Batcave trying to get him on his one of his bugs that he has on his person and angrily pounding his fists together. That's right. And uh, also watching the, this display are Penguin and his goons in the next room, just watching on a on a TV, watching this conveyor belt situation. So they're they're watching too. Everyone is glued to their monitors trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. And then Bruce has this, um, it's like a little lighter on his, on his, in his jacket, right? Yeah. And throws it into the furnace and somehow Penguin knows that it had, like, what the, what the amount of explosives were inside of the little lighter thing he has. Yeah, well, because he uses the same, he uses the same model, you fool. It contains a lifetime supply of butane gas. 
pressurized inside the slider. Yes, that's right. That's right. In a tiny so little course, Yeah, a lifetime supply, which of course Bruce Wayne throws it into this oven, causing an explosion that doesn't hurt him, uh, but allows him to escape, and also allows a purple smoke to shoot out of Penguin's TV in the other room. So that's yeah. how you know it's a lifetime supply of butane. Right. I love that Bruce's plan, Master Tactician Batman's plan is to throw a lifetime supply of butane into a 10,000 degree fire that he's right next to. Yeah, but it worked. So good job. Well, of course it worked. He's Batman. It always works. He can't possibly fail. The, the other thing I meant to notice, too, they're trying to figure out who he is while they're watching him go to his, you know, go to his demise down the conveyor belt. Uh, yeah. but they still don't recognize guy who just burned alive. Yeah, they don't recognize the richest guy in Gotham. They are the worst criminals. I do love how like Penguin, like Penguin's whole thing is he's an angry, fat little old man. And all of his reactions in this episode are very old man-ish and they break the, the tension. Like you laugh at what he's saying because he's so over it. Like he just sits there and watches all of his consoles explode somehow. And he's like, well, it's about figures. Yeah. And then so they the goons grab grab guns they're gonna go deal with this guy and he's like no no let him go it's fine we're over yeah, they this. Had guns the whole time and they instead so they instead so they go to all this effort of like watching him roll into a furnace and then just let him go when he escapes yeah let let him don't go. chase him that's fine he can't go, go to, to the, the cops. cops he's a penguin, criminal too and then penguin says let him go to the cops what's he gonna do he's a criminal too that's not how it works like if you <laughs> like you can just they don't know that they don't even do anything. They call Batman for traffic stops. Yeah, the police can't do anything. They should have just said that. It's okay. Let them go to the police. They're useless. <laughs> what are they going to do? Call Batman? That's our plan. Yeah, exactly. So then we're back to uh, now he's escaped. It's a few minutes till six. So don't worry about it because as soon as the clock hits six, our bug in the Batbrella is going to be active. And then our plan will we'll be able to figure out our ne- the next phase of our plan here. Yeah, it's um, weird they put a timer on the bug in the umbrella that Batman and Robin took back to the Batcave last episode. Yeah, because they know just, at six be better just to have it running from the start? Well, then they could have discovered his secret identity. They would have had so much more. They could have gone and, like, done something to Bruce Wayne and gotten way more than... They would have known who they were burning alive. So just some That's... nicely dressed man with a lifetime supply of butane in his pocket. Exactly. But also at six o'clock... Uh, Robin and Alfred are going to going to call the police because of course the police can they're not useless at all they'll they'll help us find Bruce Wayne if I so I so imagine a scene in my head where at six o'clock they called the police and Commissioner Gordon was like oh that's terrible news boy wonder we have to presume he's dead because there's nothing we can do in fact we're just going to give the, the city to the criminals yeah it's over pack up Commissioner so... Gordon's like well that's my cue to head to Canada yeah. So then Batman so, gets back to the bat cave and you know does his awkward leap off of the bat poles and they're both Alfred and Robin are surprised to see him and Batman's first thing he says is there's some clothes upstairs for you to attend to and yeah. Alfred's like yes hey. sir right 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 away sir. Yeah. I'm fine but my clothes could use attending to. Get back to work. <laughs> you sat over. enough today old man. Yeah. I noticed you weren't working while you were waiting for me. You thought I wasn't coming back, so you're just hanging around in the bat cave. You're not actually cleaning like you're supposed to. Thought you were a free man again, did you? 
<laughs> get back to butling. Butling, yes. That's what I love too when they butling. go when they realize that the the bug plan isn't going to work because Bruce is incompetent. So the next plan is to go look at the umbrella they took from the giant umbrella last episode and try to find clues on it. And Batman and Robin walk over to it and immediately stare at it slack-jawed. That's how they're going to find clues. And then Robin gets it. <laughs> that's, that's, I, my note says, this is what mustering brain power looks like. So yes. that's, yeah, that's them just like, must maybe the clues and the colors. What What's colorful? Rainbows? No. Maybe the jeweled meteorite that's on display at the museum. There's a line so, a little bit later where Robin's still fondling the umbrella and he says, it's so pretty. It would have been great if he said that right then. Like, let's muster our brain power. Quiet, awkward stare, followed by pretty, as he petted it. <laughs> uh, Robin's my favorite. So Robin really they call is it the... the best character. He's just so delightfully unhinged. Well, and it's important to notice, too, so that this is, the Penguin is listening to this now. The Penguin and his goons have, like, an old-timey writing desk. Roll-top uh, desk. It's a roll-top yeah. desk, yes. So they're listening to this, oh, because Batman's going to come up with our plan for us. So they're excited to steal the jeweled meteorite. But Batman and Robin pull up the plans to the museum, and it's burglar-proof. Like the penguin, there's no way the penguin could get in there. So that can't be his plan. Back to the drawing board. That was the saddest-looking out like layout for, an, for a museum I think I've ever seen. It was like a shotgun shack. Like there's the lobby, and then there's the main there's the main part of the museum, and then in the back is like the bathrooms. Like there's there's no like second floor or any kind of rooms. It's, no, like, it's just a rectangle. Yeah, it's just a rectangle. You can stand on one side and fire a shot through the other end. It's fine. It's nice. So the colors of this umbrella remind me of a beautiful actress. Yeah, the of actress course. thing is fantastic. I did not see that coming. No, it's great deduction because, of course, Don Robbins is in a film called The Mockingbird, produced by Ward Eagle, and she's staying at the Pelican Arms, a bird in every bush. Yeah, this this whole thing with the actress was just great. I did not see any of that coming. No, it's a wonderful plan. So then they bring up the plans to the Pelican Arms and they explain how he could possibly do it. He has all of the right gear in his criminal storeroom. This is my favorite in his criminal storeroom and then cut to the penguin and he's got a criminal storeroom like a labeled criminal storeroom yes which reminded me of uh the supplies closet on uhf remember where there's like the yes. room says supplies yes. and then the the karate guys jump out and say supplies right <laughs> oh i love the criminal storeroom that's so great that he set up a, he like went to all the effort to set up a legitimate umbrella factory and then also created an, um, a criminal storeroom in the back. Yeah. And of course, he got those labels from Wayne Enterprises, keeping him in the manner he's grown accustomed to living in. Yeah. Batman has to, has to fun, fun things with, the, with all the labels that are, are just all over Gotham City. So in the Pelican Arms, uh, Dawn Robbins, the actress, is posing for Fun Boy magazine, which... Should be a real magazine, I would Fun Boy magazine, I love that. It reminded me, you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Abe went after the Hellfish treasure and at the end they had all the paintings and the German guy who they, who was like the, the great-grandson of the person that they were taken from, he gets the paintings back and then he's driving away and, he's, and Bart and, and Grandpa hug and the German guy says, Hey, fun boys, get a room. 
<laughs> yeah, I my note said I'd prefer Mother Boy uh, as an Arrested Development reference. Uh, I just Mother love Boy that magazine. In, in Batman's universe, like I assume Playboy exists, but also Fun Boy exists. <laughs> That's got to be Batman and Robin's favorite magazine, I would imagine. I love just when picture, when they just pictures they, of Burt Ward. Right, exactly. I love that they have a bat bazooka. Ah, the bat zooka. So this is one of my uh, fondest memories of Batman. Like this is one of the episodes I remember the best from being a kid, simply for the bat zooka. That was it's a too far to throw the bat ropes. We better use the bat zooka. Right, and they yeah. illustrate that it's too far by showing what's clearly a grainy photograph of a building. Oh yeah. Like they don't even pan up the side of a of an of a building they're at. It's just like, okay, somewhere off set we had this large building we found, and there was no guards outside. So this is what it looks like. Exactly. So they get the Batzuka set up. Oh, I did I should notice here too, or I should note. Uh, so Dawn Robbins is played by Leslie Parrish. She was got her start. She started uh, she was a piano player and only started modeling and acting to fund her education in the world of of piano. Um, but then was making money supporting her family. So she carried on with acting. Uh, she's got lots of credits, nothing super uh, notable or interesting. Uh, she sure, was a actress. political activist uh, for oh. much of her life. So she was very, uh, very involved in in raising awareness and campaigning and, and things like that. I love when Batman and Robin walk up the side of the building after they fire off the Batzooka because they haven't quite got it down yet. Like the whole thing with the bat climb is, it's clearly them just walking and holding a rope and they turn the camera sideways, but they haven't got it down yet. And so they're still really committed to making it look like they're climbing. And it's the most herky-jerky thing. It almost <laughs> looks like stop motion. Well, and I noticed here too. So then they cut. So Penguin and his goons are across uh, in another building and they're waiting to see. And then boom. What's that noise? It sounded like a batzooka. Was yeah, the they line, know what it sounds which, like. Yeah, and it's oh. a batzooka. It's not the batzooka. Like batzookas are a thing, and they're everywhere. And right. you just have to like you just go to Walmart and pick one up or whatever. Right. Exactly. There's an old comic strip or comic book ad I have somewhere. I saw somewhere where I forget what it was advertising. It was one of those things where like you sell some salve, and they send you prizes. And this, the cartoon had this boy and this girl who had won like a rifle and a bow and arrow by selling salve. And they were at the zoo or the circus or something. And this gorilla escaped from his cage. And it's like, <laughs> as all the people are naturally panicking, the children are like, we'll handle this. And the gorilla sees their weapons and immediately <laughs> freaks out because he's well aware of what a gun is. This reminded me of that. Like, it's a bazooka. They've had that fired at them before. They know what that is. Um, so they come in, don't be alarmed, we're not lawbreakers, because of course, Don Robbins has never heard of Batman and Robin. So she says, eek, what she say, it's men from Mars? <laughs> yeah, or men from outer space or something. Yeah, because yeah, that's where you'd go. Oh God, it's men from Mars, dressed as a bat of some sort, and whatever the hell Robin's supposed to be. Yes, but don't be alarmed, we're not lawbreakers. So then they explain what's going on. Her her handler or whatever, you know, her introduces handler. her to Batman and Robin. Whatever that guy is, he's her pimp. Yeah, <laughs> I actually learned somewhere instead of learning basic algebra, 
that um, Robin is not meant to be like a bird, even though they often kind of lean into that and say he's like, you know, Robin, the the bird next to the bat or whatever. He's supposed to be like Robin Hood, which is even weirder. That is weird. I don't know why you would ever go there. Like Batman's kid sidekick, Robin Hood. Yeah, that is weird. That just threw me for a loop. Now I don't know what I don't know if I can I don't know what to believe anymore. Right, exactly. I love though when um Penguin and his goons are getting ready to go across the from the building across the street to where Don Robbins is, and they're gonna fire their own giant harpoon to do it. They have Penguin, who again is a little fat old man, hold like a block of wood with rope tied to it, and yeah. he's their anchor. And well, and then they shoot and the 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 grappling hook just kind of like dribbles off the end of this launcher that they've got. It just kind of like falls off out of frame. And it lands um, like a cloth terrace. Like it doesn't land on anything solid. They're going to die. Yeah, It just rips into the awning for sure. And it's because they want to show that my penguin line is more than a match for the bat rope. Like that's right. the, that's his, he wants to prove his penguin line. Just his gadgets are better. So uh, luckily the, the hook catches on the world's strongest awning. So right, exactly. Worry. Yeah, that, that's some then, quality fiber there. And then slide across on an umbrella. The sliding across on the umbrella would have been the part right where if I was Penguin's goon, would have been a hard no. I signed up to work in an umbrella factory, not to ride <laughs> over the shit that is. Yeah, I got to I gotta go cover my shift at the umbrella store. Yeah, the Penguin sliding across thing with the umbrella thing just looked insanely dangerous. Like, more so than anything <laughs> Batman and Robin have done at this point. Well, he's trying to outdo him with gadgets, so that's the only way to do it. Yeah, but his gadget is just sliding an umbrella across a piece of rope. Yeah, but it's the penguin line. He gave it a cool name. so Exactly, and fired it into some, into some cloth he saw. So they get across to the Pelican Arms and sets up a magnet outside and then says, wait for my signal. Now, at least his signal isn't just a gunshot like the <laughs> signal. He's got a better signal than that. So in comes the penguin. He's got the umbrella gas gun going and knocks them out immediately. And then Batman and Robin come in with uh, gas masks on. Like underwater respirators. Like they look like scuba divers. Yeah. Surrender, you foul bird. And they jump into the room. Like they can't just run in or walk <laughs> in someplace. They have to jump in with both arms flailing every time they enter a scene. So and then Penguin, Penguin unveils gives... his deadly secret weapon, a magnet. That's right. And this is the best magnet acting ever. Like, yeah, it the, really was. Just the acting. Pretend you're, yeah, uh, we're being pulled to the, uh, must be the metal in our utility belts. They oh. figure out it's their utility belt halfway there, and it's a slow acting magnet. And yet neither one of them thinks to just take it off. That's true. Like Batman could have just taken it off and hit Penguin with it. Holy flypaper, this fix. whole problem. Yeah. Holy flypaper, what a fix. Yeah. Holy flypaper, we're going to die here. <laughs> and then as he's leaving, my I, I had to write down, uh, your face is covered in penguin egg. Yeah, a, the pe yeah. penguin egg thing was was weird and creepy. Like, it, like, I eat eggs. I'm fine with eggs. I know what eggs are. But it wasn't until penguins said that someone's face was covered with his penguin egg that it became weird and creepy. It was, yeah. That was a so standout they, weird and creepy. Yeah, it was a weird line. So they're back at Commissioner Gordon's office and they're telling him what happened. 
But they're only able to tell them what happened because room service came and set them free. Yeah, at, at midnight, that room service waiter yeah. came along and let us. Otherwise, we'd still be trapped there. The room service guy came and let himself into the room. And Don Robin was unconscious for hours and already gone. So basically, some creepy room service guy came to peep on her and happened to find Batman <laughs> and Robin and set them free. Uh, well, that's good. It's either a crappy hotel that has terrible service or that room service guy should be fired. So they're planning, so they're reading the Penguin's ransom demands now in Commissioner Gordon's office. And he wants to make the, the handoff, uh, the girl for the money, in the lobby or whatever of Wayne Manor. Right, so he Wayne knows, Manor. Why Wayne He knows Manor? Wayne Manor, but he doesn't know what Bruce Wayne looks like. Right. He which just is had Bruce Wayne like 15 minutes ago. Right. Yeah. Well, why even Wayne Manor? That'd be, that's weird. That's like saying... Imagine that was anybody else who wasn't Batman. Like you get, it gets a pass because Bruce Wayne is Batman and it all ties in. But it'd be weird if he said, "I want to arrange for a drop of the money at the in the in the foyer of Wilson McGee." Everybody would be like, "Why the hell Wilson <laughs> McGee? That's weird. Penguin's weird and upsetting." But Commissioner Gordon, of course, I know I've. Bruce Wayne is a good friend of mine. I've dined there many times. Yeah, he goes there for food. So Chief O'Hara, though, taking some initiative, I've already reached out to Bruce Wayne to ask him if we can use his place. Right, Like He wasn't told to. Just He wasn't told to. Why did he do that? Well, he was thinking ahead for once. Again, I love how, and I've said this many times, and I'll say it many more times, and cost us many, many patrons in the future. I love how everyone on the show is a stupid idiot. And that's the that's like the humor of the show. There's not really a straight man. Everybody does things that make no damn sense. That's right. But of course, he only spoke to the butler. Yeah, just to the butler. Because, because Bruce Wayne wasn't there. They were out fishing. The butler was cleaning his clothes and seemed bitter about it. And Mr. Yeah, J, do it. who is Don Robbins' uh, pornographer, he says um, that, you know, just give Penguin the money, whatever. Just get Dawn back. All that matters is getting Dawn back and finishing the shoot. And Batman yeah. says, I agree with Mr. J. And then pauses the beat and says, about the first part. He had to clear up that he didn't mean, no, no, let him finish the nudie shoot. I want to see her fully naked. Thankfully, Batman, quick thinking, uh, says, I think I've seen a picture of Wayne Manor in the newspaper. And I believe there's two sets of armor in that room so we'll hide inside them to trap the penguin after he after yeah. don robbins is safe the gotham gazette is like where gothamites turn to for pointless needless details about someone's house there's two sets of armor in bruce wayne's foyer next a mass homicide at the local walmart so they show up uh alfred answers the door great acting on his part by the way so he gets gassed and I truly believed he was gassed. Like, did they? I think they probably actually gassed him for this scene because that's how good his acting is. Right. Alan Napier is so good as Alfred. He's gassed on the couch. They bring in Don Robbins and lay her down beside him, grab the money. Oh, and Penguin gasses the two yeah, he uh, gasses suits of armor well, and then opens them up. And they're sure enough, their heads are in there. So they're yeah. asleep. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and, you really wonder for a second until you realize, oh, wait, he's a moron. 
you really wonder why when when penguin gasses the first one and it's robin why batman who was standing across from him didn't just club him with a large at large mace in the in the knight's hand but maybe that'll come up later and be resolved in some way or maybe it won't maybe it won't maybe he was just tired and his foot hurt so everyone's guess, because of course, oh, we, we should note, uh, Penguin was still listening. They had the umbrella in Commissioner Gordon's office when they were discussing this plan. So Penguin knew he didn't just, he doesn't just go around gassing suits of armor. He knew that Batman and Robin said they were going to be hiding in there. Right, exactly. Although it'd be, it would be fantastic if he did just gas suits of armor out of paranoia. But anytime I see armor, I gas them. That's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Words to live by. He should Someone could be inside of that. Maybe a ghost. So Harriet comes downstairs and sees Alfred passed out on the couch next to Don Robbins. And I think she was a little jealous here. Yeah. Like she was just offended. Yeah, she seemed more offended than she did horrified. She was like, oh my, how could this have happened? Yeah. I think it was jealousy. I think she's got a thing for Alfred, maybe. Well, I mean, he's like six foot eight of pure English sexiness. So yeah, I'm sure she does. I, I have I looked this up too. I looked up uh how old she was because i thought maybe this was one of those situations where you know somebody looks old in in old tv shows but really they were like 24 years old and they just right, right. like people looked old back then man no. was 34 yeah no she was born in 1899 so she was like 67 68 years old here wow she looks yeah, good she for looks, 1966. Yeah, she looks pretty good for age. I was like, yeah, she's probably, for, uh, you know, she's supposed to be this old lady, so she's probably 40 in real life kind of yeah. thing. But no, she was, yeah, born in 1899. So huh. looking good, Aunt Harriet. So I love the next scene where Batman and Robin spring into Penguin's hideout, which it was awesome too how he says he was going to go to his hideout in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. There that, were, and he was going to... But for, he also said, let's split this loot and get out of here. Like, he was going to share the money with his with his henchmen. I, that's, well, he hadn't paid them in many, great. many, many weeks at working at the, <laughs> at the Umbrella Factory. I guess. But that was nice of him. I, I wouldn't have expected that at all. Like, here's your, here's your $4 an hour, goons. Get out of here. But no, he was going to split the loot with them. What a nice guy. And he owed them hazard pay for being exposed to a 10,000 degree furnace on a regular daily basis. Well, and all the gas can't be good for their lungs either. Right. Like that's got to be, that's got to cause some kind Enjoy of Enjoy this quit before you die. Yeah. So Batman and but, Robin spring into Penguin's temporary non-Alaska headquarters and proceed to beat the hell out of Penguin and his equally old manish goons. A charade. Yeah, we were here the whole time, but I gassed you. You should be asleep. No, those were those were just dummy heads in our suit of armor. I knew you were listening because when you were at the penthouse of the Pelican Arms, you said the same line that I said, so I knew you were eavesdropping. Right, exactly, which was, again, weird. So my favorite part of this fight with Batman and Robin in Penguin's headquarters is, one, I'm pretty sure Batman punched Robin, and two, there's a part where Batman's just pounding the hell out of Penguin, who, again, is an old fat man, and Robin, like, sits down on a table and chuckles while he watches him. I didn't notice that part. Uh, but they did start out sword fighting with umbrellas, which yeah. just seemed kind of to, like, appear in their hands out of nowhere, like, right. from off screen. And then the Penguin was a much better uh, sword fighter, umbrella fighter, than Batman and Robin. He would he beat them both by himself. They fought better without the umbrellas. 
They did, yeah. Robin makes this noise. <laughs> it was weird. But one well, and once weird. he like the he disarms them too. So while they're sword fighting, he all of a sudden like their umbrellas open up. He must like poke the button or something. Their umbrellas open up and fly out of their hands, which was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an old trick of umbrella fighting. Yes. So the the fight words in this episode were pow, oof, crunch, crunch with a K, bam, yeah, crunch with a K, bam, zlonk, and clunk. I've never been zlonk. Zlonk was a good one. Zlonk was a, a good one. That's that only happens when you're fighting an old man. You get zlonked. Yeah, that's the sound of his organs collapsing. After the fight, uh, all the goons are out. Penguins out, and uh, that's the end. That's the end of their evil plan. Yeah, their evil plan, which was never really entirely clear, but somehow Batman told them what to do. Yeah, and he was thankfully they puzzled it together out of the colorful umbrella. Yes. Yeah. Let's rely on two idiots to tell us our plan. So then the final scene is a party at Wayne Manor. Aunt Harriet tells Dick to ease up. After all that shrimp salad, Dick, you stop eating so much. Yeah, he has like a manic gleam in his eye about the free food at the place where he lives. Yeah, yeah, it was out of control. He was just like, that's, I I don't know if they do that in an effort to make him more childlike in some ways. Like they, it comes off more insane. Yeah. Robin is a, is a, is a dangerous little man. I did love too the people who were gathered around Commissioner Gordon. Wanting them to t- wanting him to tell them the the origin story of Batman's costume, yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. and I love this is where one of the first instances where where Commissioner Gordon just I love the way he says when he's like Batman, Batman, yeah, oh Batman, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't even give an origin for it. They're all gathered around him for some reason, like he knows something, and he's like, "Well, he believed it would look good." Yeah. He doesn't say that, but basically. Nothing strikes fear in the hearts of criminals like the shape of a giant bat. On a fat man who flails around. (laughs) Yeah. So then Don Robbins shows up acting very aloof. Uh, No interest in Bruce Wayne whatsoever. She actually uh, strung out on painkillers. She probably is. Maybe it's the effects. Because Robbins like, golly, what's wrong with that gorgeous girl? She is a Holly weird actress. She read, uh, maybe she read Bert's book. And so now she's like, I got to stay away from that dude. Look at the manic gleam in his eye about shrimp salad. If you look at shrimp salad like that, how in God's name will you look at me? Maybe it's lingering effects of penguins gas. But then as they zoom out, so the scene is ending or whatever. And after they say that, like, they're just like getting ready to fade out. And Bruce Wayne is just like staring at her the entire time. And like, like walking towards her. Like, it's just the weirdest scene. Like he's like just easing towards her like it doesn't fade out fast enough and so he's like what do i do i'm just gonna stare at her and like be extra creepy my favorite part of that whole party was when uh mr j her like agent or whatever i don't know what he's supposed to be but the man who's basically her pimp is at the party and tells bruce and dick about how no you see she's in love with that mysterious man who saved her life the cape crusader and then robin nods like i get it and then as the camera pulls away he leads Aunt Harriet over to him like, Aunt Harriet, I'd like you to meet a pornographer I found. <laughs> so that is the episode, The Penguins of Jinx. That leaves us with the notes for this episode. 
gathered on the official Wikipedia page for the penguins of Jinx. So the notes for this one are, the penguin mentions his hideaway in Alaska for the first and only time in all the penguin episodes. That seems like a weird note, one, to notice, and two, wouldn't he have another hideout somewhere after the first one went didn't go the way he wanted it to? Like, well, yeah, he, he had a different he, place. He mentioned that one on camera like an idiot, and then he decided he's oh, yeah. I, I just blew my hideout location. Better he mentioned that while he was in jail on Warden Warden Crichton's camera. We'll head to Alaska <laughs> specifically, and then gave the address. Yeah. The next time the dynamic duo are stuck to a magnet by the metal in their utility belts. Then it says in parentheses, which nearly becomes their undoing, thanks, is in the 1966 <laughs> feature film, which we will get to in order of release. That was that was amazingly accurate, though their slow being pulled must resist the magnet pulling utility belt was my it, that was supreme. You would think unless Batman is just set in a perpetual that moment like the Simpsons. You would think that they would have learned from having the penguins magnet trap them against the wall like flypaper to just take their belts off by the time the movie came out. Or, but let's see, that's what well, that'll come up in the next episode about taking your belt off. But I think it would be more up Batman's alley, really, to after this have invented some sort of anti magnetic reverse bat magnet polarity switching gizmo in, in the utility belt that he just has to activate. Or that as a spray that he could spray yes. onto his belt. Or or a laser beam. Laser beam, yes. Yeah. Leslie Parrish as Don Robbins is seen wearing exactly the same gold outfit as Linda Lorimer in season two, episode number 9711, part one, The Clock King's Crazy Crimes, in her role as the car hop who serves the dynamic duo Batburgers. All one sentence. We gotta save that money. That's right. Reuse the costumes. They probably filmed it the same day and they were like, we'll figure it out later. Parrish would later appear on the show as Glacia Glaze slash Emma Strunk in episode number 9759, I Spy slash The Duo Defy, the season two huh. finale. Well, thanks for the spoiler, Wikipedia. Yeah. In the final scene, a soiree, it really says soiree, at Wayne Manor, Commissioner Gordon becomes the first character to actually explain the purpose of the bat costume. He cla his claim that it strikes fear in criminals' hearts is a reference to the line spoken by Batman in The Batman and How He Came to Be, a 1939 comic story published in Detective Comics number 33. Well, so we learn nothing. <laughs> and, if, and astute listeners may have noticed that the quality of my voice changed. That's because we recorded this part later. Well, that does it for this episode of the Surf Kings of Gotham. Taking a rambling, a little bit sick, maybe slightly hungover look at a fantastic episode featuring the Batzooka. Join us next week for the following episode. Next week, we have The Joker is Wild. As always, follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. And I think that's all we have right now. I hope so. Sir, King of Gotham.